Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. As a small business owner, you're always running. Running to a meeting, running errands, running out of time. Now, one thing you don't have to worry about is running payroll. Meet Roll by ADP, a first-of-its-kind chat-based payroll app that's powered by AI. Roll is the faster, easier, smarter payroll app. So don't overthink it and say hello to a whole new way to payroll. Download the Roll by ADP app today or go to getroll.com slash chat. That's G-E-T-R-O-L-L dot com slash C-H-A-T. Hello and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we pick a movie from your childhood Rewatch it, have a chat about it, and just have a good old time. I'm your host, Emily Slade, and welcome back. You've watched it so many times before, and now you're gonna watch it again. But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends, and they're like, What? What am I watching? Why? Th- what? what? This? Why? Why, Why this film? film? And I'm joined today by Lucy. Hello, Lucy. Hello. Hello. And your movie this week is Help! I'm a Fish. It is. The IMDb breakdown says, Three children accidentally get turned into fish after drinking a potion made by an eccentric scientist. The kids end up in the sea with one problem. They must find and drink the antidote within 48 hours or forever remain a fish. That is a very (laughs) in-depth... Breakdown. <laughs> summary there. Um, and yet very accurate. What is your relationship with this movie? It's one of those ones that I've completely forgotten existed mm-hmm. until a couple of weeks ago when somebody on Facebook posted, reposted like a quote from it, basically saying like, does anyone remember this film? Because I feel like I'm the only one that watched it. Uh-huh. Does it actually exist? Yeah. And I'd commented on it like, oh my god, this film is like elite, top tier films <laughs> that people should know about. Yeah. But don't. Yeah. But clearly do. <laughs> uh, so I used to watch it when I was about eight, nine, I feel. Yeah, I'm trying to think, did it have a cinematic release? Would you have seen it in cinemas? No, I, mean, I wouldn't. No. So I will have watched it later after it came out. Because I know it came out in... Denmark first? Yes, it did. And then it had, the following year it had its UK or US release and then the following year vice versa. So it came out in the UK a lot later than it did in Denmark. Yeah. um, It was recorded for me on VHS. Oh, amazing. But like, as in, so, you know when you literally used to like, your parents would record it onto the tape. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, I think it was like at the end of a load of other episodes of like Spongebob or something. So I'd be watching Spongebob and then get to the end and be like, ah, this cracking film. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. That's amazing. I remember seeing the posters for this movie a lot. Um, we would get the Beano and the Dandy and there was a, a year where this was like prominently advertised and it would always have like a whole page to itself of the poster. But I never actually watched it. And then when I did a bit of research it, you're right, it what they did was they re released it in the US and the UK to try and they redubbed the actors, yeah. and then they tried to jump off the Shark Tale bandwagon. Oh god, because it was it right after that? Yeah, it was right around Shark Tale, and they were like, oh shit, cool, this will be popular, quick, get it out. <laughs> I have to tell you which movie I prefer. It's this one. <gasps> it's so good. <laughs> it was lovely. It is. It's, it's just... really weird and quite dark. Oh. But it's like, it ticks all those like almost 90s animation yeah. boxes, and yet it was released in the 2000s. 
Um, it's an animated musical. Uh, it's got a cracking theme song, which you will know. Oh my, I'm a little, little fish in the deep sea. <laughs> like, like, I was literally singing it in the kitchen like two seconds ago, and Flo was like, I know that song. <laughs> like, it, it was number right. 11 in Top of the Pops. Was like, it? Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, because it's the... When I did a little bit of research into it, they're like a Swedish pop band or, so, or a so Danish the, pop band yeah, or something. Yeah, the Danish duo Creamy released it for this thing. <laughs> yeah, what's your name? <laughs> and then the Little Trees did the like US UK like cover oh. of it. But like, you listen to them. It's one recording of the song, <laughs> and it goes from two women miming to it to three women miming to it but really? it's the same recording of the song like it is like it just, like it was bizarre i was like how did how are they getting away with it whatever um it's great it's wonderful it's up there um the rest of the songs within the movie i have to say aren't as memorable no i mean that um, one's got the catchy bop to yeah, it yeah that was like the opening music i just as soon as i started watching it i was like oh my god it's so beautiful it is like it's, the opening Credits, I guess, yeah. are really stunning. If you've ever seen Ponyo, it's very similar to that, but, like, almost better because Ponyo's quite childish, whereas this is, like, you're just going through the ocean with all these different fish and this music's playing and you're just going... and it it's just when they go gorgeous. in the circle like that with the turtle in the middle yeah. and the fish in, like, the cylinder around it and you're, like, sweeping through. And also, the animation, I think, is pretty good. It's really good. Like, I don't know whether... Because what I, what I really like about it is the contrast in the animation between like the very two D, almost hand drawn animation of mm-hmm. when they speak, when they're fish and they speak, mm-hmm. and then the like CGI fish yeah. when they don't speak. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. when they're you know stupid. Yeah, just fish, literally <laughs> just fish. And then they kind of turn into like the more flat two D version. Yeah, once they become animated. Yeah, yeah. I said like literally wow. in every sense. <laughs> Deep. Um, so we follow Fly. Yes. And his sister Stella. Stella. Um, and their cousin Chuck. Chuck. Who in the re-release uh, was dubbed over by then unknown actor Aaron Paul. Literally. <laughs> when I saw that on the cast list I was like, what? And I was like, oh he must have been Fly. No, yeah. no. Oh yeah, same. I thought the exact same thing and I was watching it and I was like, no the jellyfish is Aaron Paul. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? So there's, Fly is the like... You know, he, he goes fishing, which is an odd hobby, but, you know, whatever. But they are um, Danish, I feel, so I feel like maybe... Because oh, I, when I, as a kid, obviously watching it, I was like, where the hell do they live? Yeah. Because it's quite remote, and you see, like, a lighthouse, and then all the skies, like, this beautiful oranges and pink colour and stuff That's when so they go true. out to the rocks and start fishing. Um, and I'm, I was looking at it going, like, where are they? And then I remembered, well, it's a Danish film, so I guess they're living by the sea in yeah, Denmark. Yeah, in Denmark. That's such a good point. I didn't even consider that. But he does skateboard so he's a cool kid yeah and he has a baseball cap baseball cap and skateboard so that's fly and then um chuck has his like computer where he's doing like science yeah and like pushing his glasses up his nose and then stella's just like the young the the girl representative so she can be anything she wants to be and she's like the baby um strong independent woman baby though oh yeah cute as well she is um lovely voice actress um, and they get into some hijinks where they eventually end up meeting. <laughs> so when they redubbed this movie, they were clearly so fucking chuffed that they'd managed to get not only Terry Jones, who plays the professor yeah. and is a Monty Pythoner, but Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Because my God, 
do they push the advertisement (laughs) in this movie? It is across every piece of marketing, every poster, every end of, like, the end of the theme song. They're like, this movie starring Alan Rickman and Terry Jones. And you're like, we get it. You got Alan. And he's great. Like, he's doing a great job. But, like, other people are in this movie, too. It's okay. And he has such a recognisable voice. Yeah. But because I basically forgot this film existed until a couple of weeks ago, when I then saw the cast, I was like, oh, my God, that's his voice. That's him. It's Alan Rickman. It's Snape. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. No. Um, so, but He's before great, we meet Alan, we meet Terry Jones yes. as the professor. As the musical singing fish man yeah he's like invented a song to help him remember the potion because this movie is so relevant I watched it this week where we've been having the UN summit and climate change everyone's harassing Greta Thunberg on, yeah, on social, social media. media and it makes me so sad and angry um, and this movie is literally like he's like so basically what's happening is global warming is real and this is going to thing and eventually the whole world is going to flood and we're all going to be underwater so I've invented a potion where we all just live as fish yes. and that's the future the, fi- the fi- fi- future is future fish, is fish. And um, I was like, fucking hell, this is ridiculously relevant. relevant. Yeah, when I watched it, I was like, ah, climate change. Yeah, yeah. It's real. It's it's more real now than it was back in 96 when this movie was first sort of originally I came up with. And it just really, like, grounded me. And perhaps invited me into the movie more than if it had just been some random reason where he was, like, evil and, like, yeah. wanted to experiment his fish potion. Or just potion eccentric. Or like, yeah. he actually had a, a great basis for his fish potion. <laughs> yeah. Although I have to say, re-watching it, when I listen to his song, I still don't know what the hell he's saying. No. It's I, really mumbled. And it's, it's, yeah. Like, oh, what are you, where are you cutting off that gill and putting it where? It's, I guess the closest thing you can put it to is Merlin's song in Sword in the Stone, where he's like, Hiccatus Ficatus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's a sort of, like, instruction song. But it, <laughs> he's like, I learnt this song to remember it. So you'd think it would be memorable. Yeah. You know, like, put a little bit of this and a little <laughs> bit of that. But it's not, it's like... Grab the thing and do the thing yeah. and do the like thing. the codfish thing, thing and that. Do the thing with the jellyfish. I don't know. The chorus is the most memorable bit. Isn't it amazing? Fantastic. <laughs> Fishtastic. It's true. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> what science can do. That's, oh, the me- memorable. that's the memorable bit. But yeah. that's not got any instructions in it. <laughs> no. So I'd be like a fish. <laughs> Fuck! Going. Like, Isn't it amazing? <laughs> no, I'm gonna be a fish forever. <laughs> so like, Jesus Christ, we need to make this potion. Um, so it's it's clever. It's very well. I love a good plant and payoff. Like that's the whole thing about me. It's my shtick. Yeah. And they, I love it. They turn up and Stella is like, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Which is why she then duh, sees duh, the potion duh. and swallows it and turns into a starfish. How amazingly on camera I know. they catch it on camera, so they're able to prove it to anyone that's like. You this know, what real. the hell? Oh, so that's Their parents satisfying. It was so satisfying. Because I hate when it's the whole, like, oh, parents don't believe the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh, at the end it's like, oh, it's such a joke that our kids think they turn into fish. Yeah. But, like, the parents literally see it at they the literally end. literally see it happen. And that was so much better than any other form that they could have done. Um, so, And then it's so funny and awful because Fly basically finds Stella as a starfish on the floor and he's like, oh, it's a starfish. And Chuck's like, oh, you better put that in the water. Yeah, they'll dry and, out. Um, and Chuck's like found the camera and he's like looking through it and he's like, and it's such a good moment of tension because he's like, fly, no! And you, I thought they were going to get it in time. It's like, 
and Fly yeets Stella out the window into the ocean. He just fucking chugs his sister into the sea. It's a really, I literally like wrote down that it's such a stressful moment because you like watch him arch his arm back and Chuck's running, crashes through the the, the tank of water. It's like, fly, fly, no. Stella, yeet out (laughs) It's so funny and so awful, but obviously that's what kickstarts the plot because then immediately... We cut to them in a boat, like, we can't find her. So they both drink the potion, and they sink to the bottom, and they turn into fish. Well, Fly drinks it because he's, like, a hero. And then yeah. Chuck and the professor get thrown overboard. And Chuck's like, I can't swim. So the professor's like, drink the potion. Drink the potion, you idiot. Yeah. Um, then... So still as a starfish, Fly is a fly fish. Not Chuck. With <laughs> baseball cap. And in fish form. <laughs> And Stella's still got her pigtails and yeah, skirt. Very and cute. And Chuck's got his glasses. Um, and and Chuck's a jellyfish. a jellyfish, which isn't technically a fish, but you know what? We'll let it slide. Also, very funny that the most intelligent character is a jellyfish, which has no brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh, okay. Interesting. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the potion has been dropped. The So they have to drink this like anti-fish potion that's going to turn them all human, but... Obviously, what it also does is it sinks to the bottom and a little bit comes out. And a passing shark... And I thought the shark was going to be the villain. Yeah. Uh, and this tiny little black and white fish walk past. Swim past. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they take one, like, lick of the potion. And it, as you say, it sort of animates them to become, like, cartoon characters. Yeah. So they can talk. And they're like, oh, we can talk and we can think and we can move and... and and the little the shark becomes an Australian like dumbass. Yeah. Um, whereas the other fish, Joe, voiced by Alan Rickman, who oh, is already Rickman. a terrifying design. Yeah, he's with his really creepy. And his like tuxedo y type like And he's got like slicked and, back hair. Yeah, like, it's hair. really Fins. nasty. It's really clever, but it's it's like there's your villain, like there he is, spot him a mile away. Yeah. Um and he starts becoming Hitler fish, and he's like, cool, I'm going to like enslave all the fish and create a community, but in order to do so, I need to make them intelligent so I can rule over them, blah, 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 blah. So he starts doing that, so they start coming across all these fish that can now talk, mm. and um, Fly starts to show his like wits and charm and stuff and gets them through scrapes. Um, yeah, where do we go after that? I mean, the potion, I have to say, <laughs> there's like what, a quarter of a bottle left when it sinks to the bottom? Yeah. And suddenly, that's making thousands of fish. It's so so it really lasts a while. It really lasts a while. And it gets to the point where there's, like, um, like drops left for them at the end. I mean, I think he even, like, he swallows the whole thing near the end, doesn't he? And they don't actually well, get to... Yeah, because there's... So there's three potions in the end. Because the first mm. one is... Well, the first one they drink, and then there's the antidote. And then the antidote gets... Joe and the shark. Oh, I don't remember his name, the shark. I want to Is he just like called shark? Bruce or something. <laughs> no, Funny Nemo. Yeah, a little bit. I s- yeah, I don't might even think he has a name. Shark. Um, and then there's the one that they make when Fly remembers the song. <laughs> the song. The memorable, memorable the song. Memorable song. <laughs> and um, then... But and I thought that that one carries them through to the end, but they just don't drink it right till the end. But it doesn't. It gets drunk by the crab. The crab drinks yeah, it. Yeah, the crab, the like Nazi Weird crab. army crab. Yeah. Yeah. So like terrifying. I have to say, like, this is sort of where it loses me. So Stella's got this uh when they were on land they were fishing and they caught a seahorse. Yeah. And Stella named it and Sasha. 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 
and then she had to throw it back into the water. But then, of course, they find it once they're down below. Yeah. And, and now she can swim because obviously she's yeah. a starfish, so she just but sinks. She, she still rides the seahorse like it's a pony, uh, which is funny. Um, and it, oh, God. It's such a cute little seahorse. It's very cute. It's adorable. The little and noises like, that they make it like... <laughs> it's, oh, it's adorable. And, and then, then that gets it, enslaved. It does. It gets horribly enslaved and nearly crushed to death. But then she, I think Sasha helps save the day a little bit. Um, and then near the end, when they have to go, when they figure out how to get back onto land to create another potion, um, she has to leave Sasha behind. Such a trope. Like, oh, it's like, it's as bad as Artax in The Neverending Story. Like, she's like, no, Sasha, yeah. you have to stay here. And the seahorse is like, <laughs> yeah, please. And it like brings her little like treats. <laughs> that she was trying to get earlier it's so sad I I did like I got a bit teary eyed oh. on the cheek I was like no Sasha oh, this is uh, this is really sad but then of course to skip to the end to finish Sasha's uh, arc there Sasha finds uh, Stella again on land and suddenly fly like Chuck and the professor are like yeah. Oh, we just need a, a DNA strand, yeah? And, and then, then a whisper, like whisper. Puffs and some whispers. And then all of a sudden, the Seuss horse has been transformed into a human horse. A real horse. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And like, she's riding that? around giggling, and then you hear that amazing theme song coming yeah. <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I'm a little, little bitch. It's so good. Um, it's a bop, I must say. But like, how on earth did they turn that seahorse, like, he can play God. Yeah, literally. Like, oh, we just need a DNA strand. What? No, come back here. And Chuck's just this little chubby T- kid. Tiny like, kid, yeah. Isn't going to MIT or anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's just... It's at the beginning. And you know, when you know when you're a kid and you, you're you watching these films and, like, the sort of funny one-liners that an adult would understand just completely fly over your head. Yeah. And it's when... Um, Fly's like, oh, Chuck, what are you doing on your computer? And he goes, I'm calculating the length of a DNA molecule. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Chuck. Oh, you. (laughs) Of course you are. Um, It's really lovely, though, at the end, because we see Chuck, who previously couldn't swim and obviously didn't like to leave the house. After this adventure, he's suddenly climbing on all of the poles and, like, (laughs) jumping into the, like, Yeah, he makes a big water slide and, and, like, slides down with the... And now they're all... The, yeah. the, the parents are all best friends with the professor. Instead of being like, okay, Stay when away. can we take you to court? <laughs> like, you yeah. physically turned our children into fish. Um, but let's all be best friends. Let's all be best friends. It is funny. It's a cute ending, though. Well, um, apart from the traumatic <sighs> near end. Oh, boy. So, Joe, they figure out how to sort of get back to the professor's lab and they're going to do it by going through the sewage system and it's very clever and it's very tense where they have to keep like blocking the sort of fans in the pipe so they don't get shredded and they're still fish at this point and they end up in the piranha tank and Chuck's using his brains because he's been quite scared this whole journey and flies been helping them through humans up <laughs> but he comes through and um but they're being pursued by Joe who realizes that he they can take him to the next potion. Yeah. And they do, they get into the lab and they fight off the piranha and they're absolutely fine and they find the potion, but Joe beats them to it. Literally. And it's terrifying and he grabs the potion and he, he fucks off into this tube. Yeah. And like, fuck what we're we gonna do. And you have to remember obviously that Fly at this point has been like mortally injured by the yes. beefed up crab. Yeah, and when yeah, he gets like literally like punched basically. Bitch he's bleeding. <laughs> and yeah, he's like got a hole in his chest. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's really dying and he like like limps his way into this thing and he plays a, a game of wits with Joe and he's like 
telling him all these maths questions and all these general knowledge questions and Joe keeps sipping the potion becoming more and more human obviously it's very dark because then Sly's like and what happens when a fish keeps drinking this potion and Joe's like he'll turn human and then he's like and can humans breathe underwater of Of course not (sighs) meanwhile like Joe has like while he's becoming human, he's not becoming human. He's no. becoming like a gargoyle. Yeah, like his brain's like popping out of his skull. He was. He's like this big stretched, like green skin, and yeah. these like claws for feet and like and long nails. fingernails. And he's kind of got like he's kind of werewolfy. He's got like yeah. tufts of fur on the back of and, his like and legs. His legs are sort of that sort of dog. Yeah, yeah. Like like sort of Puff style course, as well yeah. and. And then he just sort of like <gasps> inhales this big bit of water, like freezes, dies, literally dies, and just floats, floats off. off down the tunnel. And also, like, how is he fitting in that tunnel? How wide oh. is that tunnel? Also, who's gonna find him and yeah. be like, "What the shit is this? Call the police!" Well, the professor's like, just oh, unplugging my drain. <laughs> God, hideous fish mess. It's what? so frightening. What about all the other nowhere. fish as well? I never thought about this. Oh, what about yeah. all the intelligent fish swimming around in the sea now? Like, where's Joe? What's gonna... Yeah. Because they like, must... What do we do? Do they st- go back? Do they just stay in that, like, level of intelligence? Yeah. Is, is the shark running the game now? Because I thought what they might do is sprinkle a, like, go back to being fish potion across the water. They probably would do that. And I hope that they do do that, because who knows if the intelligent fish... If there's another intelligent fish similar to Joe yeah. that's down there, like, who knows what they'll do. It's very frightening. The crab could make his Nazi army yeah, take over because exactly. you know crabs can live on land. Or the shark as well. The shark that that gets stuck in that tube attached <laughs> to the boat, like the tiny little boat. I God, but it's it's really frightening. Um, yeah, because so you yeah you think that it's over. He's they've got the potion and then uh, they open the door. The professor and the dad open the door, so obviously all of the water that's inside his yeah. lab floats out. And Fly is just about to take a sip of the potion, Ooh, and it all drifts away. And you're away. like, Ugh. and then they do something that got me. I'm not even gonna lie, yeah. I fell for it because I was like, hey, it's fucking Danish. I don't know what they're gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> they won't stick to the rules of American movie making. Oh, yeah, they don't care like, about the kids' feelings. <laughs> shit. So, oh god, and it's heartbreaking regardless. Even if you are like, oh come on, we all know what's gonna happen because. Chuck and Stella are fine, but they can't find Fly. They can't find him, and they walk through, and they see a fly fish on the floor, and they pick it up, and Chuck is distraught. Yeah, he's, he's like so crying, screaming, upset. Fly, fly. And it's so heartbreaking to watch. Like, it genuinely is. Especially because at the beginning, he, like, really didn't, didn't like each other. Like well, each other. Fly was kind of apathetic, but Chuck yeah. would have a very strong disdain for Fly. Yeah. And then and at the end, he's, like, he, like, gutted. He loves him. Yeah. Like, it's really sweet. Oh, it's horrible. And then he's like, he won't let this fish go. And his mom is like, honey, give it to me. This fucking <laughs> mom. Oh, boy. Can you imagine if it was actually the fly? Because she, like, grabs it, immediately drops it, steps, steps on, on it, it. And you hear this, like... And there's just a silence where you're like... And then Chuck, Fuck me. Chuck's like, no! no! And then the real human fly is obviously behind some boxes. And he's like, hey, can you hear me? Can yeah. somebody help? And you're like, oh, good, he's alive. But can you imagine if she squished the squished. real fly? <laughs> it does cut to his parents, and they're like, yeah. It does a little cutaway. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you stood on our son. This useless aunt who like fell asleep <laughs> and left the children to go and run out to the sea. So it's her Literally. fault, really. And then it she kills fly. Fault. 
And she goes, fly. Yeah, they did get me for a bit. I was like, maybe they have killed fly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, re- it's really dark. It's really dark. Like, this poor child fish being squished. Because it's, it's a lifeless fish, because it turns out to be the stuffed fish that we see earlier in the movie, Plant and Payoff. Yeah. And um, Chuck's putting it in this bowl of water, and it's just floating on the top. And you're like, oh my god, this is so sad. It's tragic. So sad. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed watching it. And I enjoyed it well. And it's not too long as well. No, it's like it's, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it's a really it's like perfect. nice time to just watch this weird and film. They, they get everything they need into it. Because I watched It Chapter 2 last night. <gasps> it's two hours and 50 minutes like, long. Do you know what, though? I... Because I've read the book, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of Stephen King in terms of like I've read all his books and I've seen all the films and I know everything about him. I just really, really like that book, mm. even though it's classic Stephen King goes on and on and on. Mm. Um, and I loved the first one, yeah, a lot. And then I saw the second one, and I was like, it's gone a bit cheesy American horror. It's just it's they just. Um... They didn't need that much in there. It was a lot of the same. Yeah. A lot of the same in the first movie, a lot of the same in the second movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm mm. glad I saw it. But my God, was it long. If I'd have known it was going to be that long, I'd have brought more snacks. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea going in. By the end of it, I was like, how long have we yeah. been in here? I think a lot of people were, didn't enjoy it for the length and just like how ridiculous it was. Yeah. But the concept in the book is just like you couldn't put it on a screen without people yeah. literally going, what the fuck? Yeah, so. and they do warn you. They're like, oh, the ending's going to be crap. Like, they warn you throughout the entire movie, <laughs> and then the ending happens, and you're like, that was kind of crap. And the movie's like, hey, we warned you! <laughs> you're like, fair enough. But lots um, of jump scares, so. Lots of jump scares, uh, good jump Creepy scares, town. and, like, uh, Bill Skarsgård's doing great. Lots of children get eaten, which is Oh, horrible. my God, so I, many oh. children get eaten. Hate, like, it opens with a hate crime. Like, poor, <laughs> not fun. Um, but, yeah, that was a side note to don't make your movies unnecessarily long. Okay? Don't do it. One hour 15 is perfect. perfect. For a kid's film as well. Yeah. Like, if you're taking your child to cinema, they're not going to last more than no. an hour and a half. Like, Mary Poppins was too long. Oh, God, it was way too long. I was like, for God's sake, come on. Get Emily on. Blunt. Because it just, it bloats it. You end up having to bloat your movie, and nothing in here is bloated. Everything, they get to the point very quickly. It's interesting, because when I was on YouTube listening to the thing <laughs> to the 90th time, it was like 1996, a fishtale pilot. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, much worse animation than what we have in the movie, but exactly the same characters, but just slightly different. They end up going into this creepy house that turns out to be the professor's house. And then they drink the potion and turn into fish, but then they've got the bottle with them, and it's leaking, and, like, that's how it gets accidentally. And that's all it really shows you, but it shows you that clearly this had been in the... An idea of this had been going for quite a while Mm -hmm. until we get the final movie, which is Help, I'm I'm a Fish. (laughs) Help, exclamation point. I'm a Fish. fish. Some of the jokes are so funny. There's an excellent line where Alan Rickman's like, um, Shark, you've become the new executioner. Eat this guy and then eat yourself. Yeah. And the shark's like, wait, what? What? And he's like, uh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> yeah, civilized fish in a civilized society shouldn't have to eat themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's really funny. Um, and he's not just you know this almighty evil god fish because the shark completely terrifies him. Yeah, he's a shark because he's a fucking shark and he does turn on him and the crab turns on him. Yeah, so he's not completely safe and it's it's just it's just 
I'm not going to say surprisingly good, but I think we don't give credit. I mean, no one gives credits to kid f- kids' films anyway, unless yeah. they're like Renaissance Disney. Shrek. And Shrek. <laughs> Fucking Shrek. Um, and like, this is solid. It's genuinely yeah. good. Like, and it's not, I'm not going to say it's like a cult one that, you know, it's got no. like really quotable moments in it or anything like that. No. Or it's, it, and it's not one like that's secretly for the parents. Yeah, it's definitely. Just but like, it's just what it intends to be. Yeah. Like, and I don't think they make films, I don't think they make kids' films like that anymore. They don't. They're not dark, they're not dark like that. No, they don't take the same risks. And I say risks, they were quite formulaic, the movies in the 90s, but they worked and they were interesting concepts and they were good enough voice actors and good enough animation and good enough writers yeah. that they could come together. Whereas now everyone's like trying to like, oh, what do the kids want? They want this and they want that. And you're like, do they though? Yeah, do yeah. they actually want that? Or are you just forcing that on them? Mm. Because like, I, I think, I mean, what age group would you say this is for? <sighs> I'd say, I'd probably say like five to well, kids' ages have changed so much yeah. now, but like, so I would say like five to eight, five oh, to ten, because my 10, sisters, yeah. my sisters are eleven, twelve, and thirteen, and like they would not watch. Oh, really? The, even like two years ago, they probably would have felt like this was too young for them. Really? I think so. But see, that's so interesting. But like, because I watched it as a twenty-seven-year-old, yeah, yeah. having not I had watched the nostalgia it as when a child. I was. I was in junior school, so it must have been, like, when I was eight years old. Mm. Around eight. Yeah. And I used to watch it in my bedroom, and I lived on the top floor of the house in, like, that I had converted attic space, and I had a single bed with my little box TV with nice. the VCR player in it. And um, my mum would come up and be like, OK, it's time for bed. And then she'd go downstairs, and I would sure. turn it back on <laughs> with, like, volume two. Yeah. And, like, strain to hear it. And so many times I'd get caught, and she'd be like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Classic. I'm like, I'm watching this great film. <laughs> it's like that thing where you've, like, fallen asleep with your book open, yeah. and, you, and your breathing is like... Because <laughs> you're really trying to have that steady breathing that shows that you're asleep. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you can't. You Without a doubt, if you're a parent and you step on that step that makes the noise and you can suddenly hear the like, (laughs) and then you walk in and they're like, I'm asleep, I'm sleeping so much. Like, they must have been. That was me. I always wanted to stay up either reading, watching films. Did the same thing at my, uh, when I used to go to my dad's house, um, I'd wake up at like four or five in the morning, some mornings, Mm -hmm. and like creep, (laughs) i.e. loudly crash down the stairs, go into the sitting room, which I would completely forget was like directly under their (laughs) bedroom, and then put either Shrek and Push New Groove or Finding Nemo. They were like my classic three. And then my stepmom would just wake up and be like, she's watching the TV <laughs> Probably going to embarrass myself by saying this though, but I feel like it must be said that we've all had those characters that you like fancy as a child. Oh yeah. Yeah, I big time fancied Fly. Really? I was like, this kid... What a cool, wise guy kid. Yeah, he's kind of clever. He, like, uses Chuck's glasses to, like, pay... To, like, dupe the bus driver into letting them on for free. Yeah, and he, like, totally scams Joe at the end into yeah. drinking the potion. What an idiot. <laughs> and dying, yeah. Or just Murders this, this man. Dumb. He literally does, like... He's committed murder because he's human by that point. So it's like, fly, you might want to not... You might want to go to a therapist, yeah. actually. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, that's completely, completely fair enough. I, yeah, I'm too old now. I don't fancy children. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, when I rewatched it, those yeah. same feelings don't really come back, which I'm quite glad about. Yeah. 
But um, um, yeah, I'm so glad that I saw that post bit on Facebook. I probably should credit it. Um, so yeah. glad that I saw it because I was like, oh my god, that film. Yeah, and I I remember the poster so distinctly and seeing it. They're a cool everywhere. poster as well, like the it's fish shape poster. with help. I'm a fish in the fish. Yeah, shape. like logo. It's really really great. And the voice actors, apart from like you know Aaron Paul, if he wasn't. Breaking Bad slash whatever else he's done. Yeah. We wouldn't know him. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't really give a toss. No. But Alan Rickman and Terry Jones, like... Yeah, they're, they're crushing I'm surprised it. that they got them in there, really. Yeah, same. I wonder how much they paid I wonder them. if it was, like, a studio agreement where they had to be in, like, a kid's movie or something, or if they just genuinely were like, do you want... Yeah. And they were at the point in their lives where they were like, we have kids, we want our kids to be able to watch something that we're in. And it's not... It's it's not, like, a samey concept, because I know Shark Tale came out, but it is completely different to Shark yeah, Tale. Like, it is. Shark Tale's got no humans in it. Yeah, yeah, which is so good because there was all those ones that were like coral reef that was clearly trying to be Shark Tale. Oh my god! And my brother like used to watch that all the time. Isn't that funny? That animation was so crap. It was so awful. It was so. Awful. It was trying to be DreamWorks so hard. Yeah. But I think the animation for Shark Tale is terrible. Yeah, it's not great. It's terrifying. Will the Smith colors fish. are nice though. Will Smith fish. <laughs> wow. Angelina Jolie fish. Sexy. She sexy was sexy. Fish. Those lips. <laughs> So weird. And then who's is it? Renee Zellweger plays yeah, plays um the uh, the girl the love interest yeah, really, the actual love interest with her like ugly ponytail yeah fin pink ponytail fin. Um, um, yeah, and it's a beautiful film, I think. Really yeah, beautiful. It is. And like the co- the nostalgia of the colours as well, like when they're fishing and and the sky is like this orangey pinky yeah. and it's all getting a bit threatening with the waves coming in it's a shame now because we have things like Finding Nemo which was groundbreaking and mm. now I've got things like Moana which has literally invented a new way to animate water I worry that people wouldn't appreciate it but it's like Ponyo where it's just when people used to animate water there was still a beauty in it even though they didn't have this like high tech fucking yeah look they use a very like water. Mm, I don't really know how to explain it but they use kind of like a glassy mirror finish yeah. to the to when it's when they're underwater so that whatever's in the background kind of shimmers. Yeah, and it's, it's really great. And like I said, I just really like the contrast between that like kind of ugly, flat, yeah. bright, colourful 2D and then this really like full of depth, beautiful animation. CG, like when like... she's saying goodbye to the horse, there's like, the, yeah. she's standing on this huge panel of like broken glass yeah and it's really stunning it's really cool and there's like uh there's a bit where they have to find an octopus and obviously like you can see it a mile off because you're an adult but i could <laughs> imagine you could get duped if you're a child they're basically in what looks like the elephant graveyard from the lion king but yeah. underwater and it's got the octopus is there in the background but it's like almost skeletal and yeah. and like covered in dust so you don't quite see it to start off with and that's really clever and it's creepy and and the massive nicely animated titanic ship liner that's on the that yeah. joe lives in yeah, that yeah joe yeah. and the shark lives in with his like uh machine line of like sardines yes, and salmon and sardines um, which where did he get those from yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck joe? and i was like when because they go past in like the fish bus and there's this <laughs> huge led sign that has and, it, and i was like sorry wait what why is how have they got leds at like the bottom of the ocean mm-hmm. and then you look and it's like glowfish yeah it's and the they fish and they like swel- swivel they on the board swivel and to make a different pattern it's very clever it's very it like is. imaginative um one thing i did notice was that i was so aware that it was aaron paul that i was so aware when it wasn't aaron paul i don't know if you picked up on this because then i looked in the imdb and it said like additional dialogue for chuck really this person because there are moments where i'm like 
that's someone trying to do an impression of what Isn't the it? kid is trying to sound like. That's so interesting. I because I, I didn't yeah. well, I didn't know so that. I, so I think if you knew beforehand, you'd listen out for it. Yeah, because there, there were just moments where I was like. Was that Aaron Paul? Because he sounded really, really weird in that one scene. And then I looked, and it, it wasn't. It was some other guy uh, called like Tracy or something. Tracy. And like, and I don't. I, I imagine it was sort of like reshoots, maybe, or they put in like additional scenes yeah, for the maybe. UK release, uh, and then just like had to redub it at the last minute. But it, it, it's probably because I'm a massive nerd and I'm like, <laughs> I like pay attention to these things. But like, yeah, I was like really aware of it that I was like, that's not the same voice actor yeah. that was in the previous scene. It was weird knowing that it was Aaron Paul because I was very much trying to connect the voice yeah. to his current voice. But then I guess to me, his current voice is Jesse. Yeah. Which is a quite a distinct character voice. Um, so I, I couldn't connect Chuck to him, really. It's so interesting. still just Chuck to me. Fly! Yeah. Yeah, which is really good, because you don't want to see Jesse in Glasses Underwater no. as a jellyfish. <laughs> as a jellyfish. But um, he's also in Bojack Horseman, if you watch that, which is animated, and he plays Todd. So I was expecting him to sound like Todd, and uh-huh. for me to see Todd as this jellyfish with glasses. But um, again, I mean, he was obviously a kid when he uh, did this, so he obviously sounds different, mm. but... Yeah, just really, if you're listening, Aaron Paul, (laughs) great voice acting, Aaron Paul. (laughs) Back when you were like probably like 12, 14. But yeah, he's kind of, the voice has kind of got like a scratchy teenage quality to it, so I feel like he probably wasn't a child child when he recorded it. And I like that he he sounds like he's trying to do like a nerd voice. Yeah. well, Fly is doing the, like, cool voice. Yeah. Fly's got that kind of, like, yeah, I'm just a cool American teen next door <laughs> voice. Around. And then um, Stella's like, Fly, Fly, I'm thirsty. Fly, I'm, I'm a girl and I'm a baby. She's quite annoying at the start, actually. Yeah, and then I'm like, is. nah, you're cute. You're well, really cute. <gasps> Sasha. 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 But, yeah. No, it's solid. I would recommend if you have kids... Show it to them. Force them to like the 2D animation again. Yeah. Like, yeah, Frozen 2 looks amazing, but, like, this is great. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming on. Uh, I hope you had a good time. I did. Um, it's been so you. good rehashing that movie. Yeah, I'm... I hope oh. it can be spread to a wider audience. <laughs> and Aaron Paul hears this and tweets about it and <laughs> yes. we all get to watch it again. <laughs> I might include him in a tweet, I'm not even going to lie. No, it's so good. I'm so glad that I've had an excuse to watch it. It's on YouTube, and it's an hour and 15 minutes. Full movie. So, like, just watch it, man. Like, it's just... It's it's a romp. Like, it is. It's a great adventure little musical Let's get Help, I'm a Fish, the theme song, onto the number one, you know. (laughs) Yes! Billboard. (laughs) Like where it belongs. Oh, my God. Um... So, do you have anything to plug? Uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you, you can perhaps... find me on my uh, Twitter, Lucy Oglesby, Lucy X Oglesby. The, the... Yeah, I think you've got an X in there. There's, there's something, something in there. Something random. Um, <laughs> or on Instagram, if you want to see pictures of my face. Hey, aren't you a fashion So, model? yeah, so I've just started doing a, a fashion page to keep me busy whilst I am back up north for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so if you'd like to follow me on that, it's Lucy Hannah Six. Much appreciated. <laughs> 
It's very nice. She takes a good old photo, this one. She's good. <laughs> Thank you. She's good at the Insta. She gets it. She gets the people in. Um, as usual, you can find me, Emily Slade, on Twitter at EmilySlade01. You can find me on Instagram at EmilySlade001. Uh, you can find Why This Film on Twitter at Why This Film. You can find us on Instagram at Why This Film. We're on Facebook at Why This Film Podcast. And you can email into us at Why This Film Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on Why This Film. Bye. We watched the film and we talked about it, but now it's time to say goodbye. We'll be back again with another movie that makes you wanna ask why. Why? Why this film podcast has a Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid. Head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier. For £3 a month, you can join Camelot and enjoy early access to episodes, including seasons one to three. You'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod. For £5 a month, you can join Fern Gully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Fern Gully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pajama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Fern Gully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies and I hope you do too.